Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Damn. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Mouthing Off. It is your host Olivia Caridi here going back to Bachelor Nation this week with none other than our Russian beauty Christina Schulman. She was on Nick Vile's season of The Bachelor. Then she went on to Bachelor in Paradise where she was caught in a pretty awkward love triangle with Dean and Danielle L. And she's recently been kind of sort of linked to Blake from Becca's uh, recent season of The Bachelorette. So she has a lot of questions to answer for us. So I'll just let her get talking. Without further ado, here is Christina Schulman. Everybody, I have Christina Schulman here on the podcast, someone I've wanted to have on for a really long time. Yay. This is so exciting. Um, Your fan base has a lot of questions for you. So so here we go. Are you nervous at all? I'm definitely nervous. Don't be nervous. Uh, Just spill the tea, though. Spill the tea. I don't even know what people mean when they say Uh, tea. I don't even... I I wonder the origins of that saying. But before we get to the tea that everybody wants to know, you have have a a really cool history. You were on Nick Vile's season. That's where we first met you. Then Bachelor in Paradise with that love triangle. Um, which we will also talk about. But I want to start with Christina pre-Bachelor. You have a really cool story, um, sad but inspiring, and you shared it on Nick's season, but it was it was a small kind of probably version of it. So I want to know your history, the full thing. Oh, the full thing will take a long time to explain, but you, I'll try to your, get there. Your condensed version. <laughs> version. Okay, so I'll start with I grew up in an orphanage in Russia for about seven, eight years. And in 2004, I believe I was given an opportunity to, um, I guess, come to the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, it was from a family that already adopted three kids before me who were all biological. And I was like, okay, who are these people? Like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm 12 years old. Um, I've grown to love the family I'm with in the orphanage. Like right. they become my brothers, my sisters, my parents. But I was like, um, something inside me tells me like, you need to go. You need to do this. I'm again. I'm 12. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening? Um, and then I remember my director of the orphanage saying, if you stay in Russia, your life will be in black, in black and white. If you go to America, it will be in color. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like, 12 years old. I'm like, wait. This makes sense. This is coming from a person who has lived a life in Russia, who knows how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe anything was going to be better. I mean, I, and you used that that saying, that quote on the show. It just sticks. It sticks. It, it really does. And it's nothing, nothing against Russia or like the lifestyle. I'm sure it's changed since then. But like for me, I didn't have it so bad as people would think. Okay. growing up there it was a more like a smaller village so i was not exposed to as much as my sister was who is still in russia like she lived 
she lived in a bigger city where there is mm-hmm. smoking, there is drinking, there is just a lot more to be exposed to. So, and what age were were you? Did you enter the orphanage? Oh yes, let's let's backtrack that way yeah. a little bit. Thanks I'm just curious me. when, because it, obviously the the what airs on the show is pretty short. Mm-hmm. So, how old were you when you entered the orphanage? So I was about five or six years old, I believe. Okay. Um, it could have been younger, to be honest. But how I got to the orphanage was quite the story. And as I remember it, I keep thinking back. I'm like, is this really what happened? Is it yeah. just a scenario or situation I made up in my mind? Because that's how I remember it. But I just keep going back to like almost flashes of visions. Like, this is what happened. This is what happened. Right. So I remember one day, um, backtrack a little bit, I always remember my mother being a little bit absent, not a little bit, a lot, okay. like my biological mother, mm. quite a bit. I remember finding myself just like wandering around a lot at night or anything, just like no supervision. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day she said, don't eat anything. I will be back home. I will bring some food. And I'm like, okay, great food. We're going to have food. Yeah. So she left me with my neighbor, and my neighbor and I, we went to the store, we got some food, we cooked the food, we ate the food, and I remember we were walking, I remember there being a stroller, I don't know whose baby we were watching, but <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was sun setting, and I saw my mother coming towards me. She was holding something, um, I don't exactly re- remember what it was, but it was something. And when she got to me and we said hello, um, I started walking away with her. We got back to our apartment. And as a five-year-old, like, you don't know if someone's drunk or anything. I'm just like, okay, my mom's back. And she she said, did you eat anything? And in my mind, I was like, oh, my gosh, did I lie? Did I say the truth? And I was like, okay. But I told her, yes, yes, I did. I ate with my neighbor, and she screamed. She said, go in another room or get out. Like, you can't stay here. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, I'm going to go in another room. I distinctly, distinctively. Distinctly, distinctly. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) I remember laying down on the couch, laying on my left side, and her walking into the room and saying, get out, like screaming. So I'm terrified. I'm like, okay. Deep down in my gut, I'm like, she really means it. So, like, leave the place and basically, like, don't come back. And I don't know why I was so powerful then, but I left the apartment. I remember sitting out on the steps and my neighbor, neighbor from upstairs, who seemed about either, like, seven or nine at the time. Mm-hmm. She was a kid as well. Oh, okay. And she said, you can come stay with me um, just for a couple of days. And I'm like, for some reason, like, I just don't think that's what she meant, even though that would be a nice, good option. So we're just sitting and we're talking. And then in the distance, we see a police car and everyone just like surrounded it. So we're like, what's going on there? And we walked over. I don't know how we made our way to the front. And this woman saw us. She was like, what are these kids doing here? We ended up sitting in the car and she asked what happened. And right there and then I told her. Since then, it was like a blur. Yeah. Uh, if it took a couple hours, a couple days maybe a couple of days for everything to unfold. But I remember being placed in a kindergarten at the time, okay. but it was the same one that I ended up coming 
back to it in a couple of months and it becoming an orphanage. But I remember my mom sitting in a police car behind me, behind those, what is it? Uh, the, bar. Yeah, the, the cage looking. The, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I remember her trying to talk to me and the police officer saying, don't talk to her. And I remember, yeah, so a blur then. So I was in the orphanage for a couple, maybe months, maybe a couple years. But I remember my father coming to visit me with a friend of his, and he brought bubble gum. But since I was placed in the orphanage, I never saw my mom ever again. And as far as I know now, both of them are dead. Really? mm -hmm. So here I am now. I didn't know. I didn't know that they were presumed to be dead. Or are you? Ha- they are dead. As as far as I know, yes. Um, I was. My sister told me that my sister, who still lives yeah. in Russia, told me my dad has passed. Uh, I did meet him whenever I was coming to America, oh. but I was so ashamed, and I don't know why. I just kept my head down the whole time. Like whenever I was around him, yeah. I didn't know the questions to ask. I didn't want to speak to him. I would just almost felt like a stranger to be honest was he uh, ever involved from the beginning like who, who no had, no okay well so I remember my mom lived in a smaller town again okay and I lived with my mom I had no idea my parents were separated till I read uh adoption papers so whenever I was taken away a year later my sister was taken away from my father which um and she was placed into a different orphanage. But whenever I was getting adopted, my sister seemed to have a good relationship with my father. At the time, she was about 14 or 15. And so I don't know. I don't know the story. I would love to go back one day and just like find well, that out. Was someone's but- question. Who asked it? Oh, Brittany Hayden asked if you ever want to go back to Russia, if you have plans to go back. It was just giving me chills. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to. It's been 14 years since. Um, I don't even know where to start. I think it would be a process of planning the trip, at least like trying to get in touch with some relatives that I don't even know if I have. Like Jeez. I know I have a sister. I don't know about aunts and uncles, um, but it would be good to see, like, is my story actually what I remember? Because- so I hate to interrupt, but I, I just have so many questions. So your sister... How how often do you talk to her? I mean, are you too close? Mm, oh, no, not at all. No. Uh, okay. So whenever I was in the orphanage during my time, she was in her orphanage. We never spoke for those for those six, seven years. And then when my parents decided, hey, we want to adopt someone who doesn't have anyone. And usually it was me. And then they were like, oh, wait, do you have a sister? I'm like, I do. They're like, oh, here's her contact information, write each other a couple letters. I was like, who is this person? Like, um, we exchanged a couple letters. We met in person a couple times, but I just know we're related by blood. We never had a relationship, um, like sibling relationship. So that's so what, so what was life in the orphanage like? Oh, you know what? (laughs) Those are some of my happiest times. And maybe because I was a kid, I just don't remember the struggles as much. But um, it, I think it really shaped me who I am today. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where my independence and my strength comes from. But yeah. I remember, like, I didn't have any siblings there, which majority of kids did, like biological. Oh, okay. Whether it's older brothers who would look after them or anything. 
but I just didn't have anyone. I remember being a little bit of a rebel. rebel. Oh, I I wouldn't be surprised about that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like doing enough to get away with it, but still be a good kid. Okay. Okay. So we would, there would be a uh, camp nearby, which during the summer, they tried to place us, not places, like send us off to camps, give us something different. Okay. And there was one nearby that we would like a couple of friends. I had my best friend, Alex, who was a boy, and we would always, like, sneak away and then come back in time before, like, they noticed we were gone. And we would dance, and we would, like, eat and you meet, eat, meet new people. And it was just, it was fun, and it was, like, maybe the adrenaline came from something we weren't supposed to do. Okay. But, um, teachers and uh, directors... They were all really good to us. They tried to okay. give us as much love as they could. There was about 80 kids, wow. 80 ranging from like two years old up to 16. And I believe at 16, maybe a couple 17-year-olds. But usually at 16 years old, you have to leave the orphanage. And if you have family, they will come and get you. But if you don't have a family, it's like, go ahead. Uh, I don't know what to And like, that's when adoption came about. Uh, a 12 for me. A 12 mm-hmm. for you. So, mm-hmm. so your adoptive family, um, someone, okay, so, so I'm going to make sure I ask everyone's questions. Janae Smith McCoy asked if you feel comfortable talking about your adoption process and more about your Kentucky family. Yes, absolutely. Um, Thanks for the question. Yeah, Janae, it, it's, woohoo. It's, yeah, it's like it's been a while since I've reflected back on it yeah. and things changed, so this is good. Um, the adoption process was kind of hard. Um, started off with my parents visiting me first and asking, like, hey, we want to adopt you. I remember sitting in school in class and director of the school coming in and pulling me out of class, I was like, I never get in trouble. Like, I was a good kid in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, why are they pulling me out of class? And then they were like, hey, we have someone who wants to meet you in a potential adoption. I was like, oh, my wow. God. So since I'm, like, super shy, so I'm sure they noticed it at yeah. all. But it's the same parents I've seen before. They've been to our orphanage n- numerous times. Um, I met them. They were very sweet, very caring. Um, the adoption process started. We went to the courthouse, and at the time, I was like, I'm scared, but I think this is what I need. Mm-hmm. And they were asking my sister, like, how do you feel about it? She was like, I don't want to go. I'm like, I have a good life set up here. She was just like, not about it. And in Russia, I believe uh, at the time you had to wait six months until parents came back and they're like, hey, we actually want our child. Like, you can't adopt. Uh-huh. Well, nobody came for me in six months. So my parents came back in June. And during that court process, my sister was like, oh, I'm ready to go and whatnot. And at the time, it was just like, it's either me or my sister just didn't want to. She didn't have that need to, to go. Yes, okay. she she felt like she had a really good setup in Russia in okay. orphanage, and then I remember her coming up to me when the court, like, I don't know what you said, closed. Yeah, <laughs> the sure. final call. Yeah. I don't know the final so case. The decision thing. was made. Yes. when the decision was made, and they said, "Okay, Christina, like you can be adopted and whatnot." Like it was a really good day for me. Scary, yeah. but good. 
I remember my sister coming up to me and she said, when you're 18, you can come back and get me. And I'm thinking at 12, like, oh, yeah, sure. It will totally. be that. Yeah. And I've thought about not, not coming back to get her, but whenever I was getting closer to being 18, I was like, it's crazy to think that my sister said that. And there's no way that's going to happen. No way. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, fortunately and unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was a hard transition. I came from Russia into through Moscow. We stayed in Moscow for about 10 days for um, the adoption process, process to get finalized. Mm -hmm. And I had a translator. <laughs> I had a translator and he spoke. Uh, he said, oh, in three months, you'll be speaking English in no time. And I'm like, oh, no way. And I was mad at him for it. I was like, I can't believe you would say this. Like, Russia is my home and this yeah. is what I'll always remember. And what do you know, as soon as I step foot in the United States, within three months, I'm not like, yes, no, colors. Colors. Yeah, colors were actually the first thing I learned. You, yep. you came to the U.S. and you saw in color. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I did not connect this. Yeah. This is insane. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Yes, yeah, I did not expect that. Well, that was my question was when you learned English. So you learned English around 12. Around 12. I was like, I was scared to say yes or no or okay because it just sounded so foreign out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And the thing is like my parents adopted three kids before me from the same orphanage. Okay. So among them, they spoke Russian. But my parents really wanted me to learn English and we weren't really supposed to speak Russian in the house. But whenever I was learning colors, oh my gosh, I seriously did not connect that. There you go. <laughs> um, I think I was bribed with ice cream. Okay. But then I, yes and no, okay. Um, and then the alphabet. Luckily, I came during the summer. Mm -hmm. So before school started, I knew and I had an idea. But honestly, the following two years were a blur. Hmm. Um, just the mix between, I used to think Russian, dream in Russian, um, and eventually it started transitioning into English, but it was just a blur. Um, I had a best friend in school who would use so many hand motions for me <laughs> to understand what she was trying to say, but it was a transition, and my parents were very helpful. They're both in education, ah. or in they're both retired, and it was really helpful given my dad was a special education teacher for like middle school for like four years and my mom taught at the university of kentucky so both were very proper english so you learned and from the best was, yes I, I think so yeah and you went to the university of kentucky didn't you i did okay. yes All for right. a couple of years i see okay this is such an interesting story i know it's like where where do you get a platform to talk about this? No, it's just did you ever and you might not have but did you ever like rebel once you were adopted? Um, like, were you no. ever angry at your, your oh. mom? Like, I think not angry, maybe frustrated a lot of the time. Um, I, I, they, they will say, and they remember like for the first 10 days, whenever I was with them, I would like not talk to them, not look. It's just because it was so much that was happening. I would cry every single night you during the adoption. Overwhelmed. overwhelmed. I would sit in front of the computer that they had. I would watch pictures like on slideshow repeat. There could be like 30 pictures and for eight hours a day, I would just sit and I would 
I'm about to cry. <laughs> Don't cry. Like, cry my eyes out, and then I would transition and watch like Harry Potter or something, and then I come back to the pictures and cry. It's just, it felt like such a massive heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Hold on. It's okay. It felt like such a massive heartbreak at once. Yeah. But at the same time, for something better. Yeah. So, holy shit. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> I just, it's weird putting myself back in that position like 14 years ago and still having the same feeling. Yeah. So. I just can't, I can't imagine. Um, it was, it was so good to see um, such a powerful story on the show. You know, because we yeah. see we see sad and tragic stories all the time, but mm-hmm. this was one that it felt so real, it felt so raw, and and it was mm-hmm. so brave to share that on on the show. You know, like I I don't know, it was it was a cool moment. Post uh, that story, I've gotten so many messages yeah. from either people who were adopted as well, from not even just from Russia, just like different places yeah and how they could relate i really heard that from a couple of friends that were in orphanage with me um at the time it was just like such a surreal experience i was like where are these people coming from right and it's amazing to see that there is somebody out there who can relate to you even like on that level how often do you speak russian now um close to never (laughs) sorry that's okay hey be quiet (laughs) boo-boo <laughs> oh my goodness. What's your dog's name again? Dixie? Dixie. That's what Dixie. I thought. So cute. Yeah, she's cute. She's so protective. She's so cute. She's like, why is mom crying? <laughs> oh my gosh. She heard somebody outside. Oh, that's so cute. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to make you cry. Right I just had so many questions. Oh, no. no, that's okay. Like, I am a, I am emotional. Yeah. And sometimes it's very annoying because I'm like, why am I crying? Yeah. But it was... I was just taken back to that place. What so was, then did I answer the question? You answered my questions. I have a couple more. Um, go. So then you go to the University of Kentucky. Then you you are a dental hygienist. When? So after college, you went to dental school? So I, I went to the U- University of Kentucky, mm-hmm. and I was still trying to decide what to do right. and whatnot. And this is kind of silly and... I'm going to say it anyway. I was like, okay, what's the least amount of schooling I can do and get a degree (laughs) and make a lot of money? There you go, girl. (laughs) Yeah. So luckily for me, I had dental hygiene as an option. And I remember my mom asking, like, why do you want to do dental hygiene? I'm like, oh, I want to make people smile. (laughs) But at the same time, it's like, it's a good feeling. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, okay, I am a perfectionist in in that sense. Like, At home, I love mowing the grass because you can see a difference. I loved ironing shirts. You can see the wrinkles go away. So whenever you clean someone's teeth, you see the dirt, the plaque, the calculus go away. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is good. This is, and they have their mouth open and they don't necessarily talk back to you because like, I'm like, <laughs> you don't have to talk to anyone. Exactly. <laughs> this is so bad, but I'm, I'm like a. I'm a pretty quiet person, so mm-hmm. especially in the mornings, sometimes I don't even say a word. Not to be mean. I'm yeah, just like I am too. happy in my own bubble. Yep. Like same. I'm not an extrovert for sure. So I went to school, um, made some of my best lifelong friends. 
um, it was a two-year program, and I went for about a year and a half to get all my prerequisites. Okay. And then I graduated. Um, I worked for about two years, I believe. Okay. So I worked, and then I got casted on The Bachelor. I came back. I went back to work, and then I decided to do um, Paradise. And then I came back. Initially, I talked about doing part time, ah. but I was to be gone so much that it was not going to. Like I was, I was traveling so much during the time. It wasn't fair to the practice for me to be gone. Right. So much, and for them to like keep me on the payroll. So. So then, how? When did the Bachelor come into play? <laughs> so we watched it for a couple girlfriends. Okay. Watched it for a couple seasons and whatnot. It was just entertaining, something to do on a Monday night for always to get together, as well as for Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. Of course, those yes. little traditions, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you would be perfect for the show." I looked at them. I was like, "Oh, what do you mean? Like, am I crazy enough to be to be in this or something like that?" <laughs> yes, so, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, but at the time I've had, I was in relationships and whatnot. One day we decided to go, uh, to take a girl's trip up to Chicago and go to casting. And we drove up to Chicago. I went to casting and I'm way there. I'm like researching. I'm like, okay, what you expect and whatnot. And I believe it was Andy's, um, Andy said like, oh, season. Yeah. Andy Dorfman. I think whenever she was getting casted, she said she got a yellow packet. And apparently that's a good thing. So I'm like, okay, I guess that's my goal. Hmm. So I went into casting. Um, everything went well. And I walked out with a packet. And I was like, oh, this you is really good. yellow packet. <laughs> yes. They handed it to me. And they were trying to, like, walk me the other way where everyone did not see me carrying this yellow packet. And to be honest, since that day, I kind of knew I would get probably casted either way. Okay. Um, I'm not trying to sell, sound, what is it? Um, I know what you're trying to say. Everyone will know. It's just it, cocky, just, some, maybe. Or, yeah, I'm not okay. trying to sound cocky. I just had a feeling that it, maybe it's because they. It was such a unique uh, story. Yeah, I I would say if if that story walked in to their office, they would as as if I were thinking Bachelor producer wise. There's no way they could turn that away. <laughs> oh, it was it was so funny as the casting continued. Oh. The reason I kind of knew also backtracking is because they came up to me and they pulled me from the crowd. They were like, okay, come oh, with yeah. us. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is weird, but it seems like a good thing. Um, I remember going through casting, obviously nervous, but whenever you go into the room and there's like 20 producers sitting and there's a TV behind you, it's like you walk in and it's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm shy already. So I sit down. I'm wearing this cute little romper with long sleeves. And Elon's talking, and Bennett's right there, but like looking into the crowd, I'm like, oh my God, this is intimidating. Yeah. Everything's going well, and Elon goes, if you didn't wear what you're wearing now, what would you wear? And I'm like, probably long sleeve because my arm hair is so long. <laughs> I was tied to cover up. Legit, it's so long. Really? Yeah. It's, You've got some it's arm not, hair on you. I do. I do. I tried to trim it. So everybody knows now. Well, embarrassing thing is they like all got up and walked up to look at it, but I couldn't raise my sleeve because it was so tight. So I'm like, oh my gosh, they're bad. But I sidetracked. What was that? What a random fun fact. Well, you were just talking about you were in the room oh, yeah. with Alon and Bennett, which is always a good sign. 
uh, yeah. I mean, I would Doesn't think. everyone get? I, well, I didn't go to a big casting, but I, I would assume if Ilan and Bennett are in final. the room, that's pretty good. It was the final like, yeah. casting. Yeah, well, then, for like, sure, um, yeah. Um. Oh, yes, yeah, so that's how Bachelor started for me. And then, um, obviously, shopping for dresses and outfits, and then Oof. you get the call. Oh, I remember sitting on the couch with my girls, and we're just waiting for The Bachelor to be announced. I'm thinking, like, oh, it's going to be Luke or Chase, and I'm not, like, crazy about it but <laughs> let's go and see if like if there's anything at all yeah and then they say nick all of our mouths drop you were like oh, oh like what is going on like that was such a were you excited who would you have preferred luke chase mary fuck kill luke chase no, 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 no. nick um Okay. Oh, um, I'd probably kill Nick. That's an easy one. <laughs> I have some certain way I feel about Nick these days. Oh, but, okay. Um, although I preferred him to be the bachelor over the three over at the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, who are you going to marry and who are you going to fuck? Maybe marry Luke and fuck Chase. Fuck Chase. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. But <laughs> why do you yeah. feel a certain way about Nick? I mean, I feel a certain way about Nick, but there's it's just he showed his true colors uh back around march area i was seeing his friend who i guess his jeff was his no oh my god no that's that we'll talk was about jeff <laughs> yeah. Yeah. who were you seeing uh, that was his friend i want to say names but oh. he was i don't think it's fair to him he was such a he was a really good guy okay um, like very much a gentleman, very thoughtful, just great. It just didn't for work. For some reason, wasn't clicking. Wasn't clicking fully. I think I was really excited about him because it was post Dean, and I was like, finally, I found someone. I've been on a couple of days before this guy, and nothing was sticking. So okay. I finally, found a guy that I'm like excited about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and like I would see the messages Nick would send him, like if they were supposed to have like a guy's night or something or like a last minute guy's night, he would be like, dude, fuck her. Like come hang out with us. And I was like, are you effing kidding me? Like, first Why of all, I'm not surprised as a friend, you should be happy for your guy, at least meeting someone they like. And anyway, it stretched into Coachella and I saw messages there and just the way Ew. he was. Okay. Yeah. It was, well, I'm on the same page. I've never even met Nick or had an experience with him, but I just, ugh, ugh. So, okay, so you're on his... A, he's a very, like, he's a smart guy. Like, I don't want to talk shit, but I had firsthand experience with how he was. He also, oh, this irks me. Hmm. I was going over to this guy's house because we were going to go to dinner, and I get a text message from Dean saying hey nick told me that you're over at this guy's cry house crying like is everything okay i was like wait what are you talking about like i was not crying I, we were literally like so excited going to dinner and that's when i was like this is rubbing me really the wrong way i wonder like, what maybe is what he is... was he jealous maybe does i think jealous in a sense that i was taking away his wingman not necessarily oh, jealous that I... you but over his friend maybe yes mm. yes Maybe that's what it was. Um, here's what I want to ask. I don't have many questions about Nick's season because whatever. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I, I want to ask, you were top five. 
-hmm. meaning that you were talking about hometowns with producers. So what was your plan with hometowns? Was your adopted family okay with, with, you know, airing this, this story? I'm sure there would have been if it came to then. I mean, we did my intro package with my mm-hmm. family being there. Okay. Uh, it was just, I, I was nervous. Yeah. Whenever they start talking about hometowns, I was nervous because I didn't have, didn't have a plan. But at the same time, I was like, well, if it came down to it, we'll just, we'll do it. And I think my parents would have been okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is looking back now. I'm like, really should listen to your gut feeling. What was your gut telling you? It wasn't 100%. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Something was holding me back. and Maybe you knew it wasn't going to happen at all anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I did. I remember when I started talking about hometowns on the show, my gut told me, I I mean, yeah, this is exciting, but it's not going to get there. Yeah. It's not going to get there. I think they they start talking when you're like top eight. Just to like get a plan moving something in motion. I remember what was it? It must have been yeah, it must have been like top eight or seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. So there were still so many of us left and I was like, Why are we even talking about this right, right now? Right. But I'm sure they had to call your at least I don't know if, if the producers called your family. My mom said she got a call saying this might say. happen. Okay, so they did get a call yeah. and they were prepared. They knew, yeah. It was just... Isn't that weird? I don't remember exactly what was said, but it was kind of funny. They were like, uh, kind of like, oh, we fucked your parents. I'm like, and? Well, it's just funny because I remember, uh, you know, as as much as I, however I feel about Nick, it was a great season. And so I was live tweeting and it was so funny because for a while, your story didn't get explained. So all we saw was this beautiful girl who her bio says Lexington, Kentucky, but she's Uh got like a really thick Russian accent. Like, why is she still on the show? I see all these tweets being like, what is this girl's story? I I was like a queen of group dates, though. Me too. I love group dates. Oh, my gosh. It was was just like, get out of the house, have fun. Group dates were fun. Yeah. Always, um, always, almost always trying to go last and speaking to him because, like, I just didn't want to. <laughs> and I know some people would ask, like, why were you crying and so heartbroken when leaving? And it was more so the relationship you build with the girls and the producers. Oh, totally. And maybe, like, they, I, I think it was, was it final five or even after my first one on one? They were like, how do you feel? Are you into it? And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. It's like, it's so weird. Like, yeah, I like it. I like him, but there's not enough for me to decide if I like, like he's him. my husband. Yes. Yeah. So wow. it's like it was getting down to like final six, final five. And I just couldn't get there. Yeah, I feel it. And I mean, I remember he just said he had stronger feelings for other people yeah. or something or for the other women. And it was kind of mm-hmm. over. Um, I have a, one other random question. Oh, um, did everyone feel, was the show, the Corinne show, the way that it aired to be? Like, was she as much of the storyline as we all thought she was based on how they edited it? Not as much as they've shown it to okay. be. But it was. I remember they went on their first um, show 
first group date ever. And they were like, oh, yeah, this girl, like, took off her top and whatnot. And right there and then we knew, like, okay, who's going to be that person? But <laughs> she was nice. Uh, um, she would hang out. She definitely, like, stood out in the group just because she's more outspoken and get, give you good TV. She gets but, great uh, TV. Oh, yeah. I, I just don't remember her being as memorable. Mm. Um just like making it to the furthest. There's no way right. I thought it would. But how, how I, like, because I've seen, you know, a lot of you girls still hang out together and you'll be all at mm-hmm. Coachella, but you're not hanging out like with Corinne. So does she just kind of have different friends? Like what happened post show with her? I'm not sure. Maybe Corinne holds herself on a different, um, influencer celebrity scale than we all do just because we're just hanging out with each other having a good time i just remember we went to a maxim party um it was just like recently and i walked the carpet first and i turned around and i saw corinne and i was like hey and she just looked at me and like looked away like pretended she didn't know me and then when she finished walking the carpet she was like oh my gosh hey girl and i was like hold on like i don't want to talk to you now like now that I was trying to interrupt her red carpet walk, she could have easily been like, hey, like, I'll talk to you in a second or something you, like she that. Didn't, you don't want to, like, like, have an ugly face because you were talking or something kind of thing, maybe. I don't know. I don't know why, but I really felt like, wow, that was rude. Yeah, that so, is. Yeah, I mean, I can see what you're saying. I feel like she got off the show and she was put on such a pedestal yeah. that it might have, you know, she was like the it girl. And but, that can do a lot to your brain. I do feel like it was more short-lived than maybe she was expecting it to. I think it was, too. Um, it's just, what else? Oh, I remember Corinne be, usually being the first one to talk to me just because, like, if she would drink champagne or whatnot, nap time. Confidence. Yeah, <laughs> nap time. <was> good. So. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so next season... Nah, whatever. Um, before we talk about Paradise, were there ever talks of you being the Bachelorette? Not during that time. Okay. No, why am I even saying that? I don't think there was ever. <laughs> Does like... that mean there is a time now that you're in talks for it? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why. It would make people's uh, day. There was a lot of almost like campaigning for me to be the Bachelorette. There's a but... lot of that still, by the way. Kind of, yeah. Everyone loves you. Um, all right. So paradise. Oh, wait. Before paradise, there were photos of you surfacing with Jeff Holm. Mm-hmm. Um, who I've met. Um, what, what was that? So Jeff, Jeff is a very, um, I think what struck me about him, he was like very, like charismatic and positive and just like a fun person to be around. And I was like, for me, I'm more type B personality and a song is type A. And I have like type B, type A a little bit, but okay. I tend to lean and hang out with type A personalities because they bring out the more outgoing side yeah. of me. Yeah. And when I saw about him, I was like, I was drawn and we did see each other for a little bit, but there were so many red flags that I was like, this is insane. What was the biggest one? So, the biggest one? Oh, God. I know. That's right. probably hard to pinpoint. Can we ever pinpoint the biggest red flag? 
Uh, there is, a, yeah, you can because if you see the biggest red flag, then you're just being dumb because it's not a red flag at that point. It's yeah, like, it's you gotta end it. Think? Yeah. So, but I saw um, we're hanging out at Coachella, and I look overlooked his phone or just like that charging my phone, something like that. His phone lit up, and I looked, and it said like, "Oh, stage five clinger," something like that about me and i was like are you fucking kidding me like what is, what is this and he, of course he played it off and whenever you start seeing those kind of things it's like makes you question who is this girl or whatever huh. so as girls i'm not the only one i know this for a fact all of us look try to look for things and like see if the guy's doing anything if you don't have the trust in the, in the relationship which i didn't so yeah uh, i should have known then that's a red flag um but I could never find anything. This guy was so good at hiding everything. And I'm doing up. Well, girls are. We're sleuths, man. We know everything. Yeah, but all of us are. I don't care if you say you're not. No, we all I'm are. Like ma- married yeah, no. in, in a happy relationship. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. And then he, he did come and visit me in Kentucky. And we had, when the highs were high. They, wait, were, they were good. Yeah, no, were, I see. Yeah. But okay. when the lows were low, they were really low. And um, I just ended up getting a message on uh, DM of a girl saying, like, hey, he's also seen my friend. I can get you in touch with her. And the girl went into everything that has happened between him and her. And she sent me screenshots of their conversation and everything. And I was like, I'm done. Like, that, you can't say that was the big red flag only because. I should have known before it got to that point. I mean, he had a history, so I think. There was a history. You learn, but I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. We, none of us so. do. That's what sucks. We don't know it until we're freaking in it. Um, okay. So that was right before Paradise. Then you go to Paradise. Um, so, yeah. That did happen. Right? I was, like, really, I was really holding out on Paradise because I was, for some reason I was like, oh, it's your line. But then when the messages came through, I was like, oh, hell no, this is this album better than that. I am not sticking around for that. And I hesitated about Paradise because there wasn't anyone that I really wanted to meet. Like, So Dean wasn't on your radar? Absolutely not. He, I remember my producer saying, like, hey, he's charming. She said, there's going to be a guy. She didn't say what name. Uh, she said she's going to be charming he's got i know knowing me she was like you're going to be attracted to that but just like be careful just if so you you were warned wants- about him beforehand yep yep but it was just so easy as i got to paradise it just like instant clicked and i remember i wasn't drinking that first day and everyone was like drinking pounding shots having a good time and at some point i saw him grabbing like a water bottle and start drinking water just like I later come to find out he wanted to like talk to me, but he didn't want to be so drunk. He didn't want to be too drunk. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's really sweet. And of course, like I'm very observant. So as I was hanging out, uh, and putting, uh, an Alexis and Raven after they came out of the ocean. And I was like, that's really sweet. And gentlemen. Oh yeah. You talked about that. He got them a towel. I know it sounds pathetic, but it's the little things you accumulate. Um, notice about guys, uh, we went on our first date, which was funny because we had to repeat the whole conversation at dinner that we already <laughs> had during the day. And I was like, this is awkward, but. So and you people- had to. OK, so, yeah. So this is something that people don't see on the show is mm-hmm. like sometimes you do have to repeat stuff. Yeah. 
which is yeah. so awkward. And then you have to make it look like you haven't. So what was the conversation that you had to repeat? Uh, just kind of like how we grew up and so I mean, your it's, history. Of- it's heavy stuff. Right. It's not like just something light that you don't care to repeat. It's like you have to tap back into like your background and how you were brought up. And I'm like, okay, fine. But this is funny. I remember calling him, uh, him calling me Katrina on the date. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like Katrina? <laughs> Yeah, so we have a thing going where he calls me Katrina occasionally. Well, you see. And he was like, Katrina needs a tan too. I'm like, Dean. But I saw his sense of humor, so that made me like him a little bit more. Okay. Uh, So it's, even though they're like little things. So the shutdown happens. Yes, the shutdown happens. And they're like, hey, where do you want to fly? I'm like, well, I'm going back home. And he was like, well, I'm coming with you. I was like, you must be kidding. He was like, no, I am. I was like, wait, what? So he asks to get a ticket back home with me. And to Kentucky. To Kentucky. Um, stays with me for probably a week. Uh, actually, maybe four days because we drove up to um, Chicago. I remember that. Yeah. We drove up to Chicago. Um, but, yes, so he was um, – he stayed with me. He met my friends. Everything was going well, I think. Uh, we drove up to Chicago. We had a fun time. Um, maybe that's when I should have started noticing the red flags because we went out and hey, girls take their time to like look presentable, look cute for their guy, or just like look cute in general. And it was closing time at the club, and he pours a bucket of ice on me, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "He poured a bucket of ice on you." Yes, and I was like, "Wait, hold on, what?" Why? I'm like, no, it's not, I don't know. Did don't you, know you did you not think in that moment, like, this guy's a man-child? No, he hasn't given me any other red flags, so I'm like, okay. So that was the so first one. Okay. I was like, this is not okay, like, this is not a man behavior, but I'm like, everyone's been drinking, maybe he's, I, I don't know what I was thinking at the time, but I definitely let it slide. Did he go home at all before the show resumed again? think so yeah I think he came back to California and then I always had a feeling we had to go back like so it was never like you you didn't think it was never like oh this is it okay but we did I mean we talked about the whole break and I remember I remember exactly where I was when I got a call from him and he said hey since we're going back like how do you want to go about this and I was like well are you serious kind of like I want to keep seeing you, and he was like, I do too, but he was like, I also don't want to go, like, experience this whole thing, like, what is it all about, going on dates, just getting out. I said, okay, I don't want to take that away from you, like, I want you to get the full experience of paradise, but I'm like, if you really like someone, you kind of want to spend time with them, but then again, we all cooked up on the beach, we don't get out. So I said, maybe if you can go like on one date and see like how it goes for the experience. But as long as you come back to me and we hang out, that's fine. So we kind of made that agreement together. And so whenever Dilo came, like I wasn't too, as much as they made it like, oh my gosh, she's freaking out, blah, blah, blah. No, I wasn't. Um, Because we had real going. And then you can see the conversation where he comes back, we sit down and... He said he had a fun time, but he's going to, like, stay with me. I was like, okay, good. And then it just, like, snowballed, shit show. It was a shit show. 
It, it was. was a show. I have a what? so so question. I read that so D'Lo walks in. Mm-hmm. She has a date card. She wants to give it to Dean. She said that she talked to Dean and he said, "We're not in a committed relationship." Sure, I'll go on a date. Did she ever talk to you? She did uh, come up, but it wasn't more so like, um, if I remember correctly, it wasn't like, hey, what the, hold on, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what I, okay, so I didn't tell her not to go. Okay. But I, I said, like, we've gone on a date, he's come home with me, just enough to be like, okay, there's something more than, I think, okay, in that moment, I think I gave, I wanted him to make the decision more so than me telling her, like, don't go on a date with him. Like, I'm ne- I've never been the type to give an ultimatum or make a decision for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I want somebody else to take the accountability. If something happens and they don't like the outcome of the decision they made, like, that's on you. That's not because I told you not to do it. So I never told Dila, like, don't go on a date. But she was well aware of where we stood. And I guess it was more so I wanted Dean to make the decision, like, hey, I'm going to come back to her. Or maybe Does you wanted him to say, no, I don't want to go out with her at all. I'm with Christina. I think at that point they already talked. And then she came to me. Mm. So uh, so she, so the two different. of them had already talked, agreed to go on the date, and then she came and talked to you. I think. Okay. The thing is, after she came back from her date, I pulled her aside and I had a conversation with her. And it's just at that point, maybe she had such fun date and she wanted to pursue him knowing that where I stood on it um I mean very much Dean's faulty because like men does can't decide couldn't decide at the time I mean it was clear that he couldn't decide was there any part of you that was I mean I just know that if my girlfriend knew that I was into a guy she wouldn't go out with him Hell, I wouldn't go out. I don't care if you're Brad Pitt or what. It's so just, how did that that how did that make you feel knowing before the show you and D'Lo were good friends? We were friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just again, I was hoping Dean would be. Dean was telling me stuff behind the like. It would be cameras around, but it wasn't like right in front of the camera. Okay. He would say, at some point, he he told me he was like. I love you. Like I find myself like watching you. I'm so intrigued, whatever. And all of these things he was he was saying to me like kept me hopeful. But everything he was doing with her, it was more so like not in front of me. And he was breadcrumbing you. What does that mean? I just learned this term. Okay, breadcrumbing <laughs> means it's not like ghosting. It's where he wants to hold on to you, but he also wants you know, his cake and whatever. So he'll leave these little crumbs so that you can be the little girl that keeps eating the little crumbs, but he's never really going to do anything. He's just leaving the trail for you. Oh, right. If we could go back, I mean, you're obviously in a better place, but here's so, so a couple other things. Um, the pool scene with Dean and Danielle, they she claims that she, they both did not realize that you were within eye shot of them canoodling in the pool. Do you buy that? Have you, have you been on that? I've never I've been never, on Paradise. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's but right. but, that's you know, so I can't say I know the layout. But do you believe that they didn't know that you were within eye shot? If they believe that I I didn't see it, they must have been so wrapped into each other that they didn't. 
they were not aware of their surroundings. But it was literally like 10 feet, if that. <sighs> like 10, maybe 15, maybe 15, that's a stretch. But like definitely 10 feet. And I'm sitting there and I can see it. And I know Robbie was there to comfort me, but Robbie and I have established something before. Like it's such... Robbie did something for me that I was like, you're such a good friend to do this. That What did he do? I have my loyalty to Robbie and I, I like Robbie. Um, I don't want to talk shit. Who cares? Something was going on that I was like, I was not getting a response. And I was like, hey, Robbie, go do this for me. He was and like, this was on Paradise? Me? No, no, no. This was like in real life. Oh, okay. And I was like, Robbie, please be a good friend. And will you do this for me? And he was like, uh, I feel, I don't feel completely comfortable doing it, but I'll do it. And he does it. And it's about Jeff. Like, what is it about Jeff? Okay, so because they live together, I, I was I was suspicious that somebody else was in the room with Jeff. Oh, that's not I, talking shit. Okay, no, 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 no. Well, I went and I knocked on the door, and it was locked, which it never is. And I'm like, oh, my suspicions just go through the roof. Mm-hmm. I, like, obviously, assuming they're the worst. And I walk away, and I'm like, hey, Robbie, will you go knock on the door and say to you? Because like he'll be more likely to open it to you. He was like, I don't feel comfortable doing this, but like, sure, I'll try. So he goes knocks, and nothing. Oh. And I was like, okay, if he doesn't answer to Robbie, absolutely something's going on. And then something was going on I will but say anyway. um Robbie has been a great friend to me always um same, and so same. so for whatever anyone says about him or thinks about him he has been nothing but wonderful to me um you, and he's one of the few people from Bachelor Nation who I I feel like does have my back so I will say that I'll put that same. out there likewise I'm good yeah yeah, yeah. I, no, he's great I'm just I'm huge on loyalty yeah. and Robbie has been very good beyond that. Yeah. And I mean, gave great advice by the pool while that was happening. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, love you, Robbie. Back to Dean. Um, okay. So, so basically, blah, blah, blah happens. He's playing two people. He's playing fiddles with two people. Um, he was obviously <laughs> saying things to you that were making you think he was going to come back to you or whatnot. Yeah. He would ask, like, please be patient, like, all of that. And I had my suspicions why he was that way, but obviously you can't ask. Um, because during our break, his episode with Rachel, his first one-on-one aired, right. and he got such positive feedback. So I don't know what happened during that time, but whenever he came back to Paradise, um, he was just not the same. Like, he wasn't as into the relationship when nothing has changed. Or the breakdown. When he so, blew I don't up. Know. Yeah. And so maybe that's like my own um, conclusion to that. I don't know the answer. But. So you go home. You send yourself home. That was probably the hardest bre- heartbreak in a hotel room. I literally felt my heart like. Crushing. Oh, yes. And I've never felt that with a guy before. I was mad. I was pissed. I was annoyed with previous. But with this one, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like what led you to make the choice to finally, you know, put yourself first and say, I'm, I'm done with this. I think the pool. So before the pool scene happened that same day in the morning, they showed like us spending time together. And then pool that night, I was like, Oh my God. Like 
I was already putting up with so much. And I was like, I just, I can't. I'm not interested in anyone else. Um, I'm just not going to stay around and watch any more of it. Yeah. I know a friend was like, maybe you should stay around and as a F you and like go on dates. And I was like, that's not my style. No. So I decided to leave that night. I'm yes. glad you did. I'm glad you did. Um, Words can be powerful. I will tell you that because everything he was telling me, I be- I truly believe he felt. It's just he couldn't decide. I think he just doesn't know what he wants. I don't. Uh, one, I think he doesn't know what he wants, and two, I just I don't think he wants a serious, committed relationship. Well, after after Paradise, we had like the reunion and. He's when Dean is in a relationship and he cares about someone, he is so so good. And like I saw it. Um, um, an example I was supposed to, I guess I'm fast forwarding a little bit, but yeah. I was supposed to go to Nashville in October this not this past October, the October of 2017. I remember that. I remember and that. my best friend threw me a surprise party. He literally flew in for six hours to attend this from California to attend this part, uh, surprise party for me to move and then literally flew out. And he was going to come down, I guess, the following week or weekend to help me move. And it speaks so much about him, just like he shows. It's not just words at this point, even though like he broke my heart on national television, but there was a reason I fell for him in the first place. I mm-hmm. saw him as a good person and I just wanted to see that in him again and for him to see that he's a good person like but you can't force somebody to be um you can't force somebody to see it if they're not willing to see it right like he's a good he's a good guy and there's some very extremely sweet things like he gave me nesting dolls um or like a going away gift not going away moving gift and it was like the main one he painted them he bought blank nesting dolls yeah and he painted them he painted the outside as me i think the other one was dixie the other one was bentley the smaller one was him and inside was a rose and it was just like he would he also like written me a note where very sweet about like going on the trip or something and every first letter said basically how much he cared about me. It was just very thoughtful. When was this? When was all of this, timing-wise? So October was the nesting dolls and coming to for the... Uh, and this was October 2017? 2017. Okay. Because we just passed 2018. Yeah. Um, then things started to get rough around uh, leading to November. It, why? It was my, why? It was just his mother, it, it was his mother's... Anniversary uh, of her death. Yes, yeah. that was coming up. Things were strained a little bit, and he didn't see me being there for him the way he wanted to. But it was hard whenever, like, you try to reach out, but you feel like they don't want to hear from you. Like, they reject you. So anything you do, it was, I guess maybe thinking now more so, I should have been more mature about it and I set aside my and his feelings and just said, like, I'm here for you. Yeah. Uh, like, during this time... But I wasn't, or at least not the way he saw me. Okay. But leading up to that, it's like he would meet up with his ex-girlfriend to, like, have dinner and talk about our issues. That was not okay with me. I should be no. that first one. So it's, like, stuff like that that built up to where 
starting to like pull away and resent each other. Um, yeah. And then I remember on my birthday, he sent me flowers. Um, that was very sweet. And I think that was a gift. He's super. Oh my gosh. I'm like, remember these good things. About yeah, I him. want you to remember the good things he too. Have them. I remember he surprised me with pizza and flowers. Um, <laughs> coming to my place and I was supposed to pick him up but he Ubered instead and had those things but anyway so my birthday came around flowers and then it was getting closer to winter games and I was asked to do that and I just didn't want to go on it if Dean and I were still having issues like do we go on the show and work out our issues spend time together and move forward or do we go on the show and he gets with somebody else and then I have to see it again. You have I wasn't to do the whole that. thing all over again. Yeah, so yeah. I wasn't about that and at some point decided I wasn't going to go and he still went. Unbelievable. It you was, were like, pissed. Oh, I was pissed because up to, like a couple days up to it, he was still saying, like I could feel that he cared and just confused so I busied myself like crazy I had trips back-to-back planned around that time I was staying with Astrid for like a week um, and the longer the time went the more I knew he was with someone because otherwise I mean in winter games it was two weeks the more time passed every day passed and he was still not back that means he was with someone like Leslie oh my god why am I forgetting this Leslie yes duh (laughs) so um as soon as I guess as soon as he gets back of course I hear from him um just kind of like this was before Christmas and I know we we thought about going um to Hawaii together maybe at some point I have I've like set it aside so I'm like not remembering as much but um We've talked and we're trying to figure it out where I was staying and whatnot. But Leslie was aware of me, I believe, and I, I knew of her. And I just, I, I was like, listen, out of respect for Leslie, like, please don't get in touch with me. I, we don't need to stay in communication. Just she deserves your full attention and whatnot. And at that point, we stopped talking and I tried to move on and do my own thing. Um, I moved to Los Angeles in January. And I believe he went to India in March. And that's when I started hearing from him again. And it was more like, I don't know. I just, I was like, uh, you probably shouldn't be calling or FaceTiming me if you're with someone. So he um, was still with her and he was calling you. But I think they were already like going through. Going through a tough time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But then again, like, I didn't want to be that person for him to lean on because he was doing the exact same thing to me to, with his ex-girlfriend, having dinners. And But anyway, when he came back to, from India, I told him I would meet him, just, like, talk things through what happened and whatnot since I was in California. Nothing, like, we literally just sat and talked nothing. Yeah. Nothing in a sense, like, no crossing boundaries because at that point like I was also just starting to be interested in someone and I didn't want to like do that to him but he was aware that I was meeting up with Dean um, and I called him right after but the conversation was just so easy just like throw us back into this natural state and I'm like ah and the next day (laughs) I hear that Dean and Leslie broke up and I was like oh my god did he give you any hint during that little meetup that 
that him and Leslie were not working? Yes. So he so saw that he has different views and um, he's just like not emotionally there. They tried. He like spoke highly of her and it was just, it was just not going to work. And after mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, um, I li- the more effort Dean was making, the I was noticing it. But for some reason, there was a, um, it almost worked out perfectly, but imperfectly because the guy I was ta- talking to, something just came up to where like this girl wrote me an email and she was like, hey, I saw you at blah, blah, blah just to let you know he and I have been talking. And at this point, I, re- I already met this guy's mom, who he absolutely adores. Uh, I met his friends and family. And it was just like, okay. He put me on such a pedestal in a way that I did not want him to fall for me in that sense, but fall for me. But then she messages me that, and I was like, okay, I'm not having it. And at that point, Dean was really making an effort. Dean knew about the guy. But I was sick, and he he left me, like, soup and Tylenol and flowers, like, without coming in. He was like, hey, there's something at the front door for you, Dean, that is. So I'm telling you, he's very sweet. He can't so be. after Leslie and Dean broke up, he came back, tried to start dating on you again? Of course, I was hesitant. Um, we never, like, dated, dated, but we were like, okay, what, what is this? And I... I genuinely saw a hundred and eighty degree chair. Like, I was like, he "Who was is a this different guy?" guy? Yes, okay. and I was like, I as much as I was like sad and upset about him, or like having a relationship with someone else without seeing us through. It's like then it clicked in my mind. I was like, "Wait, this relationship with Le- with Leslie was good for him because she probably like I don't know matured him somehow yeah. because he was doing such." But good things and very thoughtful once again. Like I was seeing the initial Dean that I knew, except a little bit more mature. Yeah. Uh, we were spending a lot of time together. And um, at some point, we, the distance started going again because we needed to get back into our normal, normal lives. Yeah. And the more distance we got, the more I was like, wait, what's happening? We were just spending like every day together. It was kind of hard to get that distance again and it just like strained the relationship and then he was going away for five weeks on his trip during the summer and I was like you didn't even invite me to go at least visit you in one of the places you're going to for at least and that was days. his trip he uh he went all over the place right he yeah. um yeah I, I remember that trip yeah yeah he went everywhere yeah and I was like I'm not even going for like a couple of days you're not inviting me I was like if you're willing to spend that much time away from your supposed significant other without like even ask, asking yeah. them to come out, that's just not for me. And yeah, so he went towards the end of the trip. He was like, oh, come. I was like, no. I, think, I like- think that whole thing just, it's, uh, okay. he's uh, at this point, um, it's better. Like I don't hold any grudges. I think he was, uh, very thought um he taught me a lot in that relationship in that whole year Mm. um i don't regret any of it i do reflect back and i think i should have been better yeah i was really patient in a lot of sense but i think i was too forgiving at times but not enough to like care for the other person Mm -hmm. i I, like care for people a lot 
and I give them benefit of the doubt and I'm willing to stick out because my threshold is so, is it low? It's high. Yeah. My threshold is so high. I'm willing to put up with a lot because, but at some point it's just like, it snaps and I just can't. Um, Yeah. But he's, he's good. I think we've talked since not like talk, talk, but just like communicated, um, like proud of you for like whether it's jewelry or whatnot do you see any irony in the fact that he has a podcast about dating i'm so happy you asked (laughs) because when he initially started a lot of the topics for the first few episodes the topics they were had something to do with our relationship and a lot of the points he was making they sound really good if I do say so myself because they were my points they were my like I would be like listen this is this this and that and he'd be like stubborn or try to find a way to argue a point and then when he goes on a podcast he would say majority of exactly my points exactly what you had told him exactly or if some people would call in and he had a question they would say the exact same thing I would say <laughs> so that was annoying but I stopped listening to a couple to a his podcast I guess yeah someone someone asked about um what you thought about what he said on Taylor's podcast you kind of answered that wait Um, wait wait what was that I didn't listen can you ask Christina about what Dean said in Taylor's podcast that she was not there for him when he needed her i.e the anniversary of his mom's passing which you talked about that yeah so Judy Espinoso thank you for your question Christina yeah she answered that I messaged him this time of the year and it was good. Okay. I mean, it's just, it was more that we were battling like personal. Yeah. And we should have set those aside whenever something bigger like right. that comes up. Yeah. Um, I, last thing on this. Um, how are you with Danielle? Oh, I was like, you're fine. Uh, yes. I mean, we hang out with the same, um, we have the same friend group. Yeah. Um, and I see her at the same events here in Los Angeles, but it's fine. We'll say hi, but we don't just like stay and catch up on life. It's just, it's just what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, okay. So then let's move on to, um, this is gonna be a pod- podcast. I know. I'm really sorry. This is the last topic. I swear. No, no, that's okay. There's can... just so, there's so much, there's so much. And, and... as long as, you can post it all. Oh, I can. Keep talking. My okay. my uh, my podcast company wants longer the better. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about the the elefante in the room. You and Blake. Damn, I'm really sounding like all these. <laughs> I mean, I wish I had all shit to talk are... about. I I ain't have man in a while, so this is fun for me. Um, Blake was on Becca's season of The Bachelorette. Um, you have been attached to him. Um, my name has been, your name has been attached to him and we all, everybody apparently wants to know what the heck is going on. So, um, I'm delivering, um, the info, the tea is what they're asking for. Um, so here's, so Becca ham wants to know as far as Christina and Blake, how did that even start? Was it in the DM what the heck? What is this? So it did start social media. It was his final episode, and I had a well. Lauren Bushnell had a watch party, and a couple of girl girlfriends were there. Mm-hmm. And I just like posted a story, 
kind of like, oh my gosh, it was a heartbreaking breakup. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. It was really sad. So I posted that, I tagged him, um, and he responded within like two minutes, kind of like with a heart or something. Um, and since then, I think he posted a picture of being like at a baseball game or something, and I just like, uh, you're you're literally just came off the bachelor in the nosebleeds question mark, yeah. just something like that. Yeah. Like, you know, bachelor can hook yep. you up, whatever. And then he responded, and we just like started chatting back and forth a little bit, and it was such an easy conversation. It was so refreshing. Um, it's what caught me is that I did not have to strategize what to text him how to word anything when to text him if double texting was bad or i love I was that like, so easy and i was like this is different in a good way it's mature and i think that's what got me quickly interested okay and uh we had been chatting for probably a month before i saw him um yeah because he lives I, in denver mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and you're in la okay yes, yes. So when I saw him, it was, again, it was fun. It was super easy, um, lighthearted. And I didn't have any, like, oh, this is going to be it. I'm going to try to make it work. I just wanted to see where it would go. Mm-hmm. And the more time was spent, the easier it was. The attraction was there and all. And um, time went on again. I saw him again. He flew me out to uh, hang out. Anyway. Um, saw him a couple times, but as time went on and the more publicity I think he was getting appearances, um, I think things started to shift a little bit. I don't think he was expecting that. Um, I, just, I thought we were like go, going at the same pace in the same direction, but again, I was maybe wanting a little bit more than he was. Mm-hmm. Well, initially, I think he was just as curious as I was, but I still stayed on that curious, let's see where it goes route. Mm-hmm route where he was like oh hold on what is this what is that so so he was he was just kind of not wanting to maybe commit to anything whereas you're in the place where you eventually got to that point and I don't blame him one bit like I wanted to be that person where I did not want to take any opportunity away from him so I didn't want to be the girl where he's like oh I didn't do this because she was feeling some type of way. Like, again, yeah. I'm not the one to take opportunities, give you ultimatums, make a decision for you. And mm. knowing how it was for me the year before and how hard it was sometimes and how easy, um, it's hard to make a relationship work in this light. But I could tell he was, he cared and he did not just want to be like, oh, I'm dropping us just because I want to pursue this. He still cared, but it was a tough, tough position for him to be in. Okay, so a lot of people were asking about some moment where you unfollowed him. Oh, why do people care? I don't anyway, know. I'm just saying. Let's hear so it. So I did unfollow him because I wanted to be better for me in a sense. Like, I didn't want to see his stuff pop up. Um, I was getting emotionally like, invested in the relationship and whatnot, but I just didn't want to see his stuff. And the main reason for following is I don't want to see his stuff. Yeah. It's funny that, that people, I I don't even really know. I would have never noticed that, but a couple people were writing in saying, why did she unfollow Blake? And I'm just thinking to myself, I've unfollowed every person that it hasn't worked out with because I don't want to see this person who I was emotionally invested in with 
you know, X, Y, Z. Is that not common sense? I I think it is, but it's just funny that, that one, that people see it. um, Because I would have never, one, you have so many followers. Like, how would anyone? I don't even know. So it's just, it's just funny. Um, So yeah, but then someone said you were with him like recently. So yes, at some point I... I was like, well, if this is not going to go anywhere, maybe we shouldn't talk. Because, again, feelings were still um, there, even though you, like, unfollow. You can't just, like, disregard feelings whenever you had, like, months to build up. Yeah. It's not like you don't – just because you, like, part ways in that sense doesn't mean feelings just automatically stop. People need to understand. So unfollowing was supposed to help that, and cutting communication was supposed to help that. But just recently, he was in LA, and I was like, "Well, maybe we can like reconnect in that sense." Meet up, yeah. Um, meet up. Uh, we all went out. It was a fun time. It was just kind of like we both knew that it's not going to go. We, like we stopped. We stopped for a reason, and just have a, like a fun night out and whatnot. So we did. Great. There, there. Everyone got their questions answered about Blake. Do you follow okay. Blake now? I don't. I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I guess, not ready or I don't care to just yet. Okay. Um, it just, with this one, with this particular relationship, it's different in a sense that we never, like, gave it 100% where you, like, try, 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 and you break up, you come back, and you try again. We just never got to a point where it's like, okay, we're all in just for us. Um, we just never got to that point. So it's like, where's the boundary? So where do you land? Where do you stand? So maybe a friendship can form, but sometimes those are the most painful, um, endings, the ones that never really came to fruition as it was, you know, you, you talk, you talk, you get to know each other, but you don't really get to see what it's like to be in a relationship with that person. Yeah. And it's like, you like each other. But you can't, you, your life paths are just on different, you're different, in different ways. Life paths. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like, uh, like I always make fun of, uh, Jason, his, his BFF, Jason, um, he comes in the sky club, the Delta sky club all the time where I work and they're always flying and doing some appearance together. And I'm like, oh you God. guys are just on a, you guys are like appearance mode and like yes. meet and yeah. greet mode. And you just aren't there you know you're in a yeah. different spot so they'll they'll come to it i mean yeah. they'll they'll come back down uh-huh. to earth <laughs> back down. um okay so there's the do you have anything else to say about him because i know you said you wanted to talk about this topic of blake it was really good when i was getting asked questions because right now i guess when it comes to blake my mind's everywhere for now but i'd say it is one of the more mature relationships that to this day, I guess I've experienced because he was honest. He said, like, um, I'm on this path. And we both agreed. I was like, if you can't give me this, like, I don't see the point in us continuing. Yeah. And he was like, I honestly, like, this is a crazy time for me. And we just, like, can't get to that place that maybe I want or maybe he wants. Like, we never, we'll never know. We'll never know. Well, I don't want to say never. Like, we won't know the 100% just because, like, we were both mutually interested in each other, liked each other. But something is 
more important at this time than right. What happens if you guys both go on paradise? I'm not going to paradise. You're not going. Not if this date goes really well (laughs) that I'm about to go on. You're going on a date tonight. Uh, not tonight, probably in the next day, but we all, we have it all set up and is he a bachelor guy? I feel like you just need to be with a normal guy. They're, they're normal. It's just what place in life you are. That's different. You can find a normal bachelor guy who's like settled down and that's true. You just need one who's not like fresh off a season. This one was kind of different how he caught my attention or I caught his attention. So it's, I'm curious to see how this one will go. Is it a bachelor person? No, 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 no. It's It's really not. No. Um, is he like a bumble person or a Tinder or a, what is it now? Hinge? We went, I'm not on any dating apps. Not a, not right now. Okay. Uh, I'm not opposed to them. Um, but I remember we just went out like recently with a couple of girlfriends. Um, we went into the place and these girl, the girlfriends were coming in to meet up and I was just joking around and I was like, Hey, this guy, super cute, whatever. And then they walk in, they literally walk over to their table. I was on the opposite side of the bar and she was like, Oh my gosh, I thought you were there. I'm like, no. So uh, throughout the night, he like made his existence known just like even if it's a sly remark or like excuse me or something like that and i was like okay bonus and then throughout the night you know how you you can be in such a crowded bar or restaurant place there was like a little sliver of like room where you can still make eye contact and i was like this is ridiculous but okay (laughs) i've done that before there was a guy i dated in nashville and this sounds so similar (laughs) (laughs) it was i know he was at the it's at a bar-ish restaurant, but he just, like, sat with his friends. He wasn't, like, roaming around or anything. Girls notice these things. Of course we do. Of course we and do. And then at the end of the night, he was – he they were catching an Uber, and he was like, can I have your number? I was like, hold on. What's your name? Who like, are you? you? <laughs> yeah, who are you? You didn't talk to me throughout the night. He was like, well, you were, like, surrounded by eight people. I was like, okay, fair. There was, he, like, was no he was scared. He was scared. I don't know if he's the scared type. That's what I'm saying. Because as soon as he left, within like 30 minutes, we were we left. We were in the Uber, Lyft, whatever. He FaceTimes. I was like, okay, this is weird. But in a way, it's like he's alone. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Shows You'll that have he to went, tell me how oh. this goes. I'm curious. And the following day, he called and left a message. Not text or anything. So he called. Yeah. That's a big deal. Oh, I, I can't know. wait to hear how this goes. It's sad how excited we get about this Oh, it's, 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 it's like so ridiculous. And I get more excited about other people than I do myself. So that's something to think about, too. Totally. I'm, really, I'm curious. Okay, I have like three more things. Absolutely. Um, one, what do you think of Chad Johnson knocking on your door? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> what door? Literally? Or just There's like, no door. <laughs> The what door? There's no door. Not for you. <laughs> I've met him and we've chatted. It was at, I think, Ashley I's birthday dinner celebration. Okay. It was nice in the moment, but I think, hell, I no. think he tries to put on a show. I will say this for the record. There was never, ever, or ever will be anything with Chad. <laughs> Good. I'm happy. All right. We're putting that. We're putting You're that. Um, no, I'm, thank God. Oh. Um <laughs> Okay, what, um, do-do-do-do-do, here's, here's another one. Um, 
so so my vision is I don't think anyone is as close with their producer as you are with Shabby. Oh, I love her. You guys are legit friends. Yes, yes. She uh, she's such a good soul person. There's something about her like as much as she like she's a producer that yes, that's her job, but she cares about people. So you believe like, she cares about I you? Think, yes. I think okay. like every producers get that relationship with a certain someone like it sometimes it just like clicks and she was my she was my producer my first person to ever like come and fill my bachelor package like literally we get mm. dinner as soon as she landed there's just something about her that I recognize to be pure do you ever and feel nervous like telling her about you know what's going never. on with you and Dean no okay never. and that's the thing like from the start of course, you're a little bit hesitant to see if we'll get to The Bachelor or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But as more, the more stuff I told her and how vulnerable I was, the more like it was not getting out anywhere. It just like stayed within Shabby. And that's when I was like, I'm just going to lay it all out. And she never judged. She never, um, she never tried to persuade me one way or another. She would listen. And that's mm -hmm. impressive. Like even with the guy that she knows, like, she sees it's not good for you necessarily, but she knows how you feel. And you can't just tell a girlfriend, be like, you need to stop seeing her, him because he's an asshole. Like, <laughs> you may think that, and you know she'll eventually recognize that, but just be there. Oh. So that's, that's where shabby, I mean, loyalty and trust. I always, is. I will say, um, of all the things I've said about production, um, I always liked shabby. Shabby, Shabby's I wish she was my producer. <laughs> Because I, I, I don't yeah. have that relationship. Um, don't okay. trust all of that. I don't know. I, I certainly don't. What do you think? Do you think this show can be what it is without Elon Gale? I honestly don't think. I think Elon is the show. I'm it's when I so I got two text messages the day that the news came out about Elon, and I have not spoken to Elon in months and months and months. So I I had no idea. Um, but my first thought was like, what does this show look like without him? I I'm I'm curious. Was he part of this batch upcoming batch? I think he was a part of Colton's okay. season, and then after the show wrapped, I still don't know. I don't know if you know more than I do. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he went off on his own way or whatever. But wow, I don't know what happened. But I do think the Bachelor has been the bachelor the way it has been is because of a lot uh, master, mastermind behind it whether it's good whether it's bad whether it's Ex TV, whether i was it's gonna TV. say the same thing no matter how i feel about the guy or what he does or whatnot i mean the show there's it's successful because his hand has been all over it and he's yep. good at what he does so i'm, I'm just really curious, curious the ratings. how will the ratings be i'm oh with colton season hmm. well I don't know. Hell if I know. I'm just saying. I think that, I mean, it'll probably be good just because I've never seen a Bachelor campaign for his own season as much as Colton He's has. really been active on the social meets, and Blake has been really helping him. He, they're always together. They were just skiing this weekend with my friend Brandy. I'm like, what in tarnation is going on here? But just thinking, like, um, I don't know. How, did he pick anyone at the end? Um never mind <laughs> i did i, just, I did okay, talk to brandy I, last night um i don't 
know anything about Colton. Um, um, he, whenever I met him, he was still like very much nervous. It was before he, uh, the decision being made of who is going to be the bachelor. And I could see how nervous he was, mm-hmm. but you can see like the excitement as well. He was really nice. A very, um, yeah, very nice. And that's probably, I, I'm trying to think of what Brandy said about him, that he's, he's just, he's kind of a dork. Like he's kind of yeah. nerdy. He's kind of quiet. Yeah. So, which I wasn't expecting. Really, he's more outgoing on social media than when I met him in person. That's what the same thing she said. Yeah. So that's all I know about him. I guess my take, like, if he is with anyone at the end, um, just like how he's going about the social media, I would, if I were that person, if that, I would be like, dude, are you about me? Are you about like being the bachelor and like. I just have a feeling like he is going to have a really hard time to me. And I am someone who struggles with being defensive. um, I feel like he is going to like, he's going to get so overwhelmed with the amount of opinions. Most, most that I've seen are kind of negative about his season. Uh, No, absolutely. I just, I think it takes, life experience situations to build that field where not every comment will affect you but as raw as he as raw as he is right now he has no idea he has no idea what's to come like i want to not that he even knows or cares about who i am as a person but i would love to just be like dude get ready because all of doesn't matter how much he prepares for this there's not no I did I see that his social media, he somehow just now is at Colton. Of course he is. Like, there's no Underwood anymore. <laughs> it's cold. It's a bachelor. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, how the hell did you get that? That's such bullshit. Ugh, I know. I that just annoys me. People. Yeah, no, I. that was all I got. I tried to get more. I was like, do you mm-hmm. know who he picked? And she wouldn't say anything, which I was very offended by. Um there like, you, you need to tell me more, bitch. Um, <laughs> okay, so I've, I've taken enough of your time. Um, everyone follow Christina at Christina Schulman on Twitter and Instagram. It's the same, right? Yep. 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 Um, I don't, do you have Snapchat? Do you care about Snapchat? I do have Snapchat. I don't really use it, but it's okay. still, it's the same. So follow Christina on Snapchat. Um, oh, and, and um, shop your, your jewelry line. Yes. P- uh, yes. Pitch that for everyone. Guys, this is a beautiful collaboration. I'm so excited to have been a part of. It's still going on. Um, it's very personal to me. It just, it's very much about female the empowerment, the power, just like all of us have the intuition, which mm-hmm. is the snake necklace I absolutely love. Um, obviously, there's, there's a rose, signifies love and part of the bachelor. But these necklaces are quality. I have worn it in salt water, and they sustain that all of that but it's a great gift there's a couple necklaces that say mom there's sis there's just xo if it xo to your friends but it's by lulu dk um 
I guess the little collab with Christina Shulman. Yep. It's in my link on Instagram. Yeah, it's link. on her link, and she um she's got a couple beautiful close up photos of the necklaces on her timeline as well, and oh. she layers them, and they they look really good. So. It's good quality, and I'm very proud of this. Yeah, collaboration. I, I was like so excited when I saw that because yeah. I am an I don't wear a lot of jewelry, but I do love a good necklace, so they're really oh, pretty. So good, and really the company, pretty. the the women that are behind it, that are like the founders, incredible, incredible. Okay. Woman. Go click the link in Christina's bio when you follow her on the gram. Please um, do. And I hope that everyone got some of the tea that they wanted. I, I think you hey, spilled quite a bit. Even if they don't, I was thinking about starting a Facebook group, private group, just to, um, like, if people have additional questions, but it's not necessarily about me. If somebody yeah. had gone through the same thing, what advice other females will give? So I'm going to be working on that probably today. No. Um, well, I mean, it's just really interesting. I feel like a lot of the stuff you went through with Dean and, and maybe with, with Blake too, like we all go through this shit yeah. where, where, where you want him to change or you think it's going to change or, you know, and it, it just doesn't. I do want to say, I guess, lastly about both Dean and Blake. Like there's, I've said it kind of before, but there's a reason why I fell for these guys and my perception of who they are deep down did not change, even though we had different life paths yeah. uh, created for us. Like they're still good guys. It's just they people want different things in life. And sometimes you have to accept it, even though it's heartbreaking, but as long as it develops them and matures them, yeah. that's the life path. But and they're good also guys. people unfollow people when their hearts don't have the uh, strength to the strength to see what they're up to. That is super normal. <laughs> it's being tough to yourself. Yeah, it's like taking care of yourself. Eventually, you'll get to a point where you might want to follow them. But yeah, I had to unfollow someone not recently, but um, I kept trying. I was like, I'm going to keep following him. And I he was posting. Him. Oh, he was a, a love, not a love, but a guy that four letter last name um no who are you thinking of Mm. i don't know we can talk about this afterwards oh yeah i'm not i'm oh oh no 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 derek i just i don't know why i still no 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 derek is nothing to me well i mean i'm sure he's lovely (laughs) we're not associated no i there was a guy outside of bachelor nation normal guy who i've known for a long time um, and actually someone commented on the photo that I posted of his, uh, just of his back, because I was like not wanting to make it a thing. And oh. they were like, oh, I'm just listening to the podcast about you guys. Like what's going on? And I was like, mm. oh, <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, it's, um, it's nothing, but yeah, it, it's, there's, I know it's stupid and like, you should be a social media is whatever, but sometimes like to get over someone and to kind of remove your heart from a situation like you can't be seeing everything that they're doing and it's that's there's like nothing wrong with that so yeah so when I kept seeing that I was like it's probably just because she doesn't want to see it right now or it's like taking a step back and like almost uh, I don't know sometimes starting fresh when you don't know what to do sometimes people say don't do anything at all yeah or basically just kind of like remove yourself and start fresh yeah yeah. Nope. I hear you. It was so great to talk to you. You too. Thanks You're awesome. Me. I'm sorry I made you cry. I'm sorry I made. Oh you. no, that's okay. It was just like tapping back into. Yeah. 
No, that was really nice. You're great. So everyone follow Christina. I want to hear how this date goes. Oh my gosh, me too. Can you, will you text me and tell me how it goes? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited. Okay, we'll talk soon. Um, Thank you for coming on. Sorry it took so long. Um, Have a great day. Tell me everything. Thanks for having me. Of course. Have a good one. Bye, honey. Bye. There you have it. Christina Schulman. What an awesome human. Make sure to follow her on Instagram and Twitter and I guess Snapchat, all the places, at Christina Schulman. And, of course, check out her jewelry line, the one she was talking about there at the end. It's the link in her bio if you guys are interested in buying or maybe a Christmas gift or whatnot. I would really appreciate it, my Christmas gift, if you could tell all of your friends about the Mouthing Off podcast. If people ask, what should I listen to? Tell them Mouthing Off. It would make my day. It helps spread the word about the podcast. Also, what really helps is if you go on iTunes or on your podcast app on your phone and, um, you know, do the five stars, rate, review, subscribe, all those things. That really, really helps. Uh, Fun fact, I have never, ever, ever since the podcast started taken a single week off. I've been with you every Tuesday for a long time now. Um, And I was given the opportunity to take off Christmas and New Year's. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I will not be with you guys for the next two weeks for Christmas and for New Year's. So I want to say, I hope you guys have a a great holiday and an awesome New Year full of, of love and hugs and fun and with your families and friends and your loved ones. That is um, all I can hope for you this uh, time of year. So anyway, um, thank you guys so much. And I cannot wait to chat with you in 2019. Wow. That's so cool. Okay. Bye you guys.